Here we go. Another Winky Wednesday podcast on Locked On 49ers talking about the running back injuries. Why are they happening seemingly more often to the 49ers than other teams around the league? Is it the way Kyle Shanahan coaches his offense? The NFC playoff picture where the Niners are uh, closing the book on the New Orleans Saints shutout and looking ahead to the Dolphins and beyond on this episode of Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. It's where one of the questions will come from on today's show hit us up on twitter there you can also leave a comment on youtube make sure you're subscribed up hitting the thumbs up the bell notifications and all of that thanks again for making locked on 49ers your first listen here on the locked on podcast network your team every day and since it is wednesday you know what that means a little winky wednesday after taking the holiday off for mr nicholas winkler nicholas winkler come on down Action News and Sports with Nick Winkler. Can't believe it. What's happening, Wink? How are you, man? Did you have a good holiday? I did. Yeah, I ate way too much, obviously, and got to watch a lot of great football, you know, and so it was wonderful. Some great football. Nice little shutout victory for the San Francisco 49ers. Wink, how impressive is that defense right now? Do you think it's the best defense in the league? Like, uh, I've... I'm kind of going back and forth on this, and we've I've actually gotten some questions on Twitter and in the in the YouTube comments because people are sort of it's almost like um, it's like oh man this is the best defense the four in the league the 49ers best defense the 49ers have ever had and then you'll get somebody who says ah but it was the Saints and it was the Rams and it was the Cardinals and last time they saw a good team on offense the Kansas City Chiefs rolled up 40 points on them so. Which is it, Wink? Is this the best defense in the league, or are these beating up on bad opponents? I mean, they're all professionals, right? I mean, these guys are out there trying to earn their paychecks and trying to do a good job on offense. Like, it doesn't matter. You're still going up against Alvin Kamara, right? And you caused him to fumble twice. Like, you know, this is a great defense. And they're not even fully healthy. They don't even have Eric Armstead back yet. I mean, Javon Kinlaw is still not playing. Like, this is a team that lost Mosley. You know, this is a team that has stepped up. And they, we saw them in their dark times earlier this season, right, when they were extremely banged up against, like, that Atlanta Falcons loss. But they've really come around, and they really just they bend, they bend, they bend, and we saw it time and time again against the Saints, where they just weren't giving up that touchdown, they weren't giving up that score, and that's impressive. It doesn't matter who you're playing in the NFL. You shut a team out, that's impressive. It, it does feel it's weird, I guess, you know, because you look at the stats and it's like number one against number one points defense, mm-hmm. number one against the pass, number one against the run. You see all these number one, number one third down. Like there's like a list of them where they are just the top dogs. And even then when you watch them, like, does it feel like Bowman, Willis, Allen Smith, Justin Smith, uh, Deshaun Goldson, Dante Whitney? Like, does it feel like you're watching that? like tenacious of a defense i mean you watch fred warner flying around the field you got hufunga flying around the field nick bosa's getting a sack almost every yeah. game like this is a good football team especially on defensive side like they got a lot of playmakers you know you see ward constantly breaking up passes and i mean i don't think they're quite to that level yet like okay yeah, they, i was waiting for the answer because really you weren't really answering names. it yeah but i'm just saying like <laughs> they're getting close right they're, they're inching okay. up you were it's, dancing around the question a little bit was, what, what do you I think was. we got it's hard because you need to see the full picture because those yeah. other teams, we saw the final 
you know, they got all the way to the Super Bowl or whatever. Um, and the league is actually, even since, you know, Willis and Bowman, the league has changed a lot. Like mm-hmm. Dante Whitner would get fined, suspended. Yep. Uh, he'd get his entire career taken away. He would get shipped off to another country. He would be put in prison for the, for the hit he put on Pierre Thomas, right, in the Saints game back in the Woo. day. You just can't do what those defenses used to be able to do physically and beat up on people. So the new rules, I think I it looks different. Know. It doesn't feel as dominating, but they're still flying around and they're shutting teams mm-hmm. out. They're not scoring on them. So um, it's different. I would say no, that it's still not at that level, but I just don't think you can play at that level. Like what if, what if just for one game, all of a sudden nowadays the rules were okay. No, no late, no uh, personal fouls for this game. Let's go. You know what I mean? What would that would look get like? hurt. And how different would that be? Because that's kind of how it already was back in the day. Like you had Dante Whitner was like, let's celebrate this dude. He's flexing. That's one of the greatest hits in 49ers history. That would be the worst play, right? He'd get ejected happened. immediately. Well, what, who found this hit was, I mean, he flew in there and, yeah, and he hit all. He didn't hit the player, but by the way, so I think that's one of the, one of the really key things I've seen from the 49ers the last two weeks. Uh, it was on the Cardinals defense the week before, though. Remember when they just like didn't want to tackle George Kittle? They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're kind of done with this game. Right. I got that vibe from Alvin Kamara in this game. He was not having a good time. He was it was 1.9 yards per carry, um, and mm. you know, fumbling the ball. And I, you could just you could just see it in his face. He's like, this game sucks right now. And so they, they are t- like, they're. I think it was was it Steve Young talking about snatching soul, digging graves? Like that's what the 49ers are doing right now. So you, you got to give that team credit because. They're they're making teams quit mid game, which you don't see a lot anymore. And that's just it is what they're doing in the second half. Some games like that's what's so impressive is, yeah, they're coming out early. Maybe they're giving up some first half points and this and that. But the way they're playing in the second half where they're really just like, no, you're not going to score on us. It doesn't matter what you do. doesn't matter where you go with the football. We're not going to let you in the end zone. It's fantastic to watch. Uh, I asked this question to Croc earlier on in the, the week. Um, Wink, do you see a weakness on the 49ers defense or maybe on the team? Like, you know, the, the trade deadline's over. Guys like Dominican yep. Sue have signed. Odell Beckham, I'd be surprised if the 49ers need or want him or he would want to pick pick the 49ers when all said and done. You know, more, more likely going to the NFC East, Giants or Cowboys. He might be positioning those teams against each other because of what's going on. Or we'll, we'll, we'll take a look and talk about those teams with our NFC playoff picture a little bit later. Um, as the team is constructed, where, where where is this team like is this better than 2019 better than last year's team is it worse is there something you see it was like well i'm worried about this going forward that could keep the 49ers from hoisting that lombardi yeah for me i mean i don't i didn't hear croc's response before but i'm, I'm gonna guess maybe it's the same that it's it's opposite Charvarius ward uh, on the defensive backfield right i mean it's who lenore i feel like he's drawing a lot of penalties out there too also he's just given up a lot of yards maybe maybe it's not just him maybe it's a scheme thing but I feel like right now the secondary is is their weakness and it's not Ward I feel like Ward's doing a great job and I feel like the safeties are doing a a fantastic job as well I feel like it's that other cornerback for the 49ers right now where they're struggling I think Croc actually kind of pointed to the the nickel and and maybe Jimmy Ward not being exactly Okay. Okay. You know, I can see that on that. And, and look, if you are, a, a, and I would look at it this way. If you're an opposing offensive coordinator and you go going against 49ers, 
who are you going to pick on? You have to circle Yamador right. Lenore, right? And say, look, yeah. we're going to target this guy a lot. And so I think that's part of it. He's going to see a ton of targets. So he's going to give up probably more than the other guys. But I think he's True. been pretty up to the challenge and done as well as you would have expected, too. So while it might be the weakness, I would say D tackle depth, get Eric Armstead back. Sure. I think the guys have done a good job of, uh, you know, protecting the other guys. And so even the, the players that offensive coordinators are circling say, we're going to attack these guys, it hasn't really hurt the 49ers, right, Crop? Right, and, and that's my thing, right? Again, go through the numbers. And it's like, number one versus the run, number one versus the pass, number one scoring <laughs> deep. So it's like, there has to be a weak right. link. And I guess if there is a weak link, it's probably your, you know, third or fourth corner on the roster coming in and having to start. He'd be mm-hmm. the quote unquote weakest link. But I think all in all, you know, considering the situation, I think he's playing well enough to Agreed. make it to where the 49ers pass coverage is not something you go into the game thinking like, oh, man, they just can't cover anybody, right? Like, when's the last time you said that? And that was kind of the thing, especially last season when you had young guys like Lenore, then you had the old man Norman, and you had Ambry Thomas, and everybody's like, oh, just throw the ball on their corners. This year, you don't hear that, even though we do know if there is a weakest link, it, it, it possibly is the guy that was not the projected starter to go into the season. Yeah, and I would say the defensive line, the defensive tackles, is, is sort of the same story where the 49ers have done a pretty good job of making up for the lack of Eric Armstead. And you hope he comes back, and I'm sure that would make the 49ers a lot better. But guys like T.Y. McGill, you know, p- plucking him off the – Stepping uh, up. Off of the, the, the Minnesota Vikings roster, you know, and he, he looked good against the 49ers in the preseason. I'm sure that was one of the reasons why they, oh, man, this guy looks good. And if, if we have an opportunity to steal him off the practice squad, let's do it. And they did, and he made a couple plays. And – um. Charles Munich has been playing awesome and he's more of a bigger end moving in, but that was sort of the, the Eric Armstead thing, right? Too. So they've, they've made do and even the weaknesses have been, they've been able to cover him up. So I think that's where you probably look at D'Amico Ryan and say, man, this guy's done a hell of a job, which is, you know, one of the reasons why he might end up getting a, uh, a head coaching job next year, but they do have a lot of star players around those guys, which is, which really helps. So, you know, you can put Bosa, give him more responsibilities. You can give Fred Warner more responsibilities. You can let Charvarius Ward cover the other team's best guy and, and those types of things. So um, the 49ers are in a really good spot. And to be honest with you, but the way Garoppolo has played recently, I think this team might be top to bottom and the playmakers better than 2019, better than yes. 2021. Yeah. I think so. Yes. Top, top to bottom. And I, and I think it, it more so because just the offense is yeah. even more uh, explosive on paper. Now they haven't had the consistency what we saw or some of the offensive explosions that you did see in 2019. So I'm waiting to see if a game like, and I, and I just talked about that tonight. I'm like, man, you play against a team like maybe the Philadelphia Eagles, you might score a bunch of points. And then what happens? Philadelphia Eagles go out and score like 40 points on Sunday night football. So uh, when you play against those teams, sometimes your defense isn't always going to have his fastball. Offense is going to have to pick up the slack. And uh, I'm waiting to see the 49ers who have scored more as of late. And I'm not worried about the 13 point game at all but Mm-mm. when push comes to shove you're gonna have to get a little bit better play from the offense and there is something different i was talking to my guy greg Pinelli about it and we we're talking about the 49ers defense and some of the things that the saints were doing why was the 49ers offense limited mm. 
Were they playing a little bit more guys mm. in the box, taking away the middle of the field, making the 49ers do some things that they ideally don't want to do? And that's typically something you see in the playoffs when they start the scheme against the 49ers and they're all in on stopping a certain uh, thing that the 49ers do well. And it starts to make it a little bit harder to throw the ball and have that type of success. So uh, this is going to be an ongoing thing that we see. And again, uh, more so because the 49ers' expectations are not just to be good in the regular season or just to make the playoffs right now, it is one, to win the division, and then you got to go win the Super Bowl because that's what the expectations have been all along. Next, we've had questions. Why so many injuries to 49ers running backs? And we're going to take a peek at the NFC playoff picture as well and uh, what that schedule looks like for the 49ers, where this team will be going into, hopefully, the playoffs in 2023. Next. Taro is the world's largest car sharing marketplace with Taro. You can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. For example, if you live in Arkansas and maybe you want a Charger with a Hemi, you might find one of those blacked out. You'll know it's all tinted up. Uh, if, if Eric Crocker wants to be a host on Taro and, and put his car out there, maybe you can find it. Maybe you can... Uh, Find an SUV or a minivan to take your family on a road trip. Maybe you uh, are in Monterey, California, and you want to uh, find a car that is, I'm trying to think of what Winkler drives right now, uh, a, a Volkswagen Beetle. No, that's not what he drives. He drives a pickup. <laughs> a pickup? What do you drive? I forget. Yeah, Chevy Silverado. There you go. Chevy Silverado, Monterey County, maybe. If uh, Nick Winkler was a host on Turo, <laughs> you can find any car for any situation, any budget. You're just trying to get an economy car from point A to point B. You want a luxury car, a classic car to roll up for a special event. You can find that as well. Maybe an electric vehicle. See if that fits your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Croc won't do that, though. Uh, every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget those boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find the newest Block Forever now wherever you get your podcast. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro offensive lineman Ryan Khalil and Audible. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level, gives football fans an insider's look through the eyes of some of the greatest players and personalities of all time. Khalil sits down with star players like 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey, who talks about his love-hate relationship with fantasy football, talks with coaches, former pros across the league to get real about what happens on the field and especially behind the scenes, inside the locker room, during team meetings, back at the hotel, uh, maybe even at the club. New episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every Thursday night ahead of Thursday Night Football, and it is available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch the full Block Forever series available anywhere you get your pods. Available now on Audible. Get in the game. All right, guys. I want to go to Twitter user Sean, who asked the question of us Brita, Mostert, Mitchell, just to name a few. Does Shanahan wear out his running backs, or do the 49ers just seem to pick fragile ones? Croc, let's start with you. What do you think? Are the Niners just picking fragile running backs? Is there some way that Kyle Shanahan coaches running backs that gets them hurt more often? I think it feels like that, but shoot, man, you look at and maybe this might be, you know, go towards who they're who they're picking, but I just feel like running backs just get injured. Look at Derrick Henry. 
Nobody carries the ball more than Derrick Henry, and he's been hurt one time. He's taking massive shots. He's taking shots to the lower leg. Is he being able to, you know, withstand those hits because he's just larger? I don't think that's really the case. I just think he just somehow doesn't get hurt. But you look at some of these other backs, whether it's the 49er backs, I feel like Dalvin Cook, I always have to check, is Dalvin Cook playing? Because it feels yeah. like he's always kind of banged up and something's going on. I love the way he plays, but somehow he's missing games. Uh, I feel like you've seen it with all of these guys. Uh, and we talked about a class, what was it, 2014? No, 17, 18? I think it was 2017, right? Yeah, with, we, with McCaffrey we, and Fournette, Dalvin Cook, uh, Eckler, all those guys. Yeah, Eckler. Uh, well, a lot of those guys have missed a lot of games. So they've scored a bunch of touchdowns that have been very productive. But I bet if you look at how many games they've played, they've missed a lot as well. So I think something, some of it just has to do with being a running back and what comes along with that, which is why I don't know why anybody would want to – when you look at guys like Debo Samuel and how he's built, he's built like a running back. So it's like, hey, he is just like you, but he plays a receiver position where there's more longevity, you're going to make a lot more money – why would you ever want to play running back? Yeah, it's right. high speed collisions. It's car. It's you're in more car accidents every week than you are at any other position. Like you think about twenty carries and the pounding you take against bigger people than a wide receiver gets maybe ten targets getting brought down by DBs instead. I mean, it's just a different position. And the 49ers aren't the only team. How that fast do they age that. too? Right. Oh yeah. How, how fast? <laughs> McCaffrey. It feels like how old has it felt like Christian McCaffrey is. And then you look at it, it's like, well, he's 26 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is young for a receiver, but running back is like, hey, he's got to get towed that right. line. He's getting old. He's getting up there in age. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, Peacock. It's like they're running into big guys, not the big, bigger guys. They're running into the biggest guys, right? They're running straight into the line. So they're running these 320, 330, 350 guys. Like, that's, that's going to take its toll on anyone. And anyone who's played fantasy football knows all about having the handcuff, right? For your starting running back, just in case, or you get somebody else's handcuff. Because guys, running backs just miss time. And that, that goes into your whole don't take a running back early in the draft thing, right, Peacock? I mean, they, they don't have a long shelf life, and they get injured very, very often. The, the injury, even if you're Derrick Henry, the injury rate's 100%. He was going to get hurt in last, last year. It happened. Like, that's that's the the fact of it when it comes to running backs. And you don't draft, you don't draft uh, handcuffs at quarterback or tight end or wide receiver, right? Even though you got a star player there, you draft a running back because the running backs get hurt. And that's just the way it is. And that's why their their value is down overall. It's why they're getting paid less than they ever were. It's why they're getting drafted lower than they ever have. Um, it's just the 49ers aren't the only team. It does seem like, though, even though running backs get hurt a lot, it does feel like the 49ers still get hurt a little bit more at a lot of positions, too. And so uh, there was the comments from Mary Jaquaski Tart. Like, maybe it's just – maybe it's practice – uh, stuff. I, 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 there's something to it because it continues to happen for the 49ers, but when it comes to running backs, they're going to get hurt because it's just the nature of the position. Yeah, I hate exactly. the term like injury prone because I I feel like there's some luck with it, but you do look at some guys, right? Like not me, for instance, and I didn't have this long illustrious NFL career at all. But you know, just throughout my time playing, from a kid to the last game I ever played. The first time I ever got hurt and missed a game was the very last game I played at 28 years old. That was the first time I missed a game in my entire life. So at 28, yeah, but career is over as a running back anyway. By that, <laughs> right? But match. you look at a guy like Jason Verrett, and he's hurt all the time. Yeah. So why does he get hurt a lot more playing the same position sure. than I ever did? And to the extent, right? I mean, we're talking about Achilles, we're talking about ACLs multiple times each one. I mean. 
it's not something that just typically ha happens to, to guys, but you know, so is there just some luck involved with some of it outside of the running so. position? Yeah, there's it's a ton of to luck. Be. You have that one major injury that could be just someone plows into the side of your leg. Nothing you do about it. That's going to snap. And then that's now, Elijah Mitchell. Right. And that, you know, other injuries. And then, you know, you now you're a half step slower. And then, you know, it just it, that it's it's a it's a downhill spiral. And it's like uh, it's the, the the Trey Lance stuff like Trey Lance didn't Trey Lance got hurt because he got sandwiched between a 340 pound defense tackle and a middle linebacker. You know what I mean? Like he didn't get hurt getting tackled by uh, a 198 pound DB. Uh, Eric Crocker never got hurt until he's 28 because he never tackled anybody. You know what I mean? So it's like there's reasons why guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, hey i don't know about you guys I'm i made a lot of business decisions that's for sure <laughs> that's smart that's yeah. not you're like wait nope hey, <laughs> arena league no nah, you want to play special teams track nah, nah. in the arena league they the 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 tight end was also a tackle so say like matter of fact one of my guys is still playing uh ty uh ty Naseki. he's still like playing in the nfl he's been a backup I remember back then, right? This is my rookie year in the arena league, 2012. I said, hey, man, you going to try to get back to the NFL? Because, you know, I'm young. I'm, I'm just getting into the game. It's, he said, oh, no, no, man, I'm too old for that. I'm too old. I can't get back in the NFL. Still been in the NFL ever since. But <laughs> I, I, I mentioned him because guys like him in the arena league, they play, it's like three down linemen, and one of them is like a tight end. So they throw screens to those guys. And who would have to come up and tackle them? Eric Crocker. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you you can't hide. Like you can't hide right. from it. You can't act like you're getting blocked. You can't, there's nowhere to go. There's no out of bounds. So they gotta run into you. I mean, that was that was tough. I, I probably Does that happen? Shoulder still hurts. Act is like it? you're getting blocked. Is that what happens sometimes? Because you see that sometimes with a wide receiver and a DB. It's like almost yeah. like having an arrangement. It's like, hey, I'm not gonna block you too hard, but don't try to get out of this block too hard either. I think there are guys that make business decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. It, when you're when a big guy like that, you have to try to find the right angle. Now, there's some guys that just don't care and they're hella crazy, and they'll run into anyone. I think there's like maybe one or two of those guys on every team. I think Jimmy Ward's like that, and he's like one of the smaller guys. Obviously, Fred yeah. Warner is definitely like that. 49ers have a bunch of those guys. Hufunga, I think they purposely yeah. draft guys like that, oh, yeah. right? They drafted Keller Witherspoon. They didn't really like his mentality, right? And, and uh, Keller Witherspoon, the right angle. Oh, you're gonna make a tackle. Like he'll go make it if he can mm. kind of get you at the right angle and he knows like he is not gonna take like the brunt of that contact, he'll go in there, but let it be somebody that's straight line at him and it's like, oh damn. <laughs> you know, oh, start to think, my how calf. am I gonna how am I gonna take a little <laughs> bit off of this one right here? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right. We I want to talk a little bit about the NFC playoff picture, just a, a zoomed out view of the 49ers right now this season, where they're at, how important this week is, how important some games are that are coming up for the Niners next. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain, right, that you have access to the best qualified candidates that are available for the position that you're hiring for. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I've been a hiring manager before, and sometimes it is very difficult. You have a, a small selection of people you want to interview. Sometimes you sit across for, from a person at a table for five minutes. You realize, I do not want to work with this person every single day. And sometimes all of the, the candidates feel that way. Uh, with LinkedIn Jobs, you can find a much 
bigger selection of candidates and then whittle that down with uh, the, the, the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire with simple tools like screening questions. All you do is you add your job to your purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and that spreads the world the word to this massive network of potential hirees that you are hiring. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So the 49ers right now are at the number three seed in the NFC. The Niners are in a very good spot. They are uh, seven and four. They're not going to catch the Philadelphia Eagles who are 10 and one. They're two games back from the two seed where the Minnesota Vikings are, but you know, two, three, two seed, three seed, not a big deal unless you're getting that by, uh, but you want to host a, a home game to start the playoffs. Right. And so that's where the 49ers are right now. But one thing that really shocked me and shout out to my friend, Joshua, who, who sent me this, he's a Cowboys fan. Um, you know, that's something he's had to live with his, his whole life. I don't know why he made that decision back in the day. Uh, he had no reason to do that living in central Valley, California, but he did. And he pointed out to me that the NFC East not only would, if the season ended today, and it's still very likely that this happens, even though the season we know doesn't end today, that the NFC East would have four teams that would all make it. The entire division would make it into the playoffs right now. Five, six, seven seeds are the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Washington Commanders. And the Seahawks went from, by the way, the Seahawks went from three seed and leading the NFC West. They went on a bye week, came back, lost a game, and are now eight seed. And wouldn't yes. even be in the playoffs at six and five if the season ended today. Um, so I think I still think you know Washington, Seattle, the, you know the New York Giants. I don't think there's a big difference between those teams. Seattle might still get in. Um, they need to beat the 49ers in a couple weeks. I think that's a big game when we look ahead at the schedule. But here's what's crazy that Joshua pointed out to me that I didn't know. If let's none of those, if if it stays like this, Eagles have a bye. Then the five, six, seven seeds would all be. Uh, away teams playing home teams in the first round of the playoffs, the two, three, four seeds. If all those away teams won the second round of the playoffs, in the NFC could still be just the entire NFC East. And that's all that is left in the playoffs. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. <laughs> it's not going to happen, it, but it's one of those I don't things. think the Giants make it. Well, look, yeah, who, I don't think so either. okay. How about this? So the uh, uh, Niners are three seed right now. They would play the six seed in, in the first round right now would be the New York Giants. Would you rather play the New York Giants, the Washington Commanders, or the Seattle Seahawks in the first round of the playoffs? And it would be a home game for the 49ers. Uh, Probably the, uh, New York yeah, Giants. A tough one. Yeah. I'd well, rather they play still New have York. Saquon, though, right? I mean, they still have that huge playmaker, but they don't have any receivers there in New York. Defense is whatever. Yeah, probably the Giants. 49ers have the number one run defense in the league. Yeah, you're right. You don't want to play Washington, though. I mean, just something about that team right now. They're playing so well behind Heineke. Like, I, I wouldn't want to play that team early on. They're and the Seahawks, good, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the Seahawks is a division opponent, and that's never fun in the playoffs. Yeah, you don't, you definitely don't want to play the Seahawks. So, yeah, I would say Giants or Commanders is, is who you're hoping is that 6-7 seed for you if you're the 49ers. Although I do feel like with the 49ers defense, they will get after Taylor Heineke. And he does some weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, if you just yeah. actually watch the games, yeah. he's like, poor man's Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah, they're not winning because of him, but he does. It, right. it, that's actually really Where good because he does have that leader, like, though. 
that leader qualities, you know, mm-hmm. the thing that you can't put your finger on. Why are they winning? Right. Right. That Jimmy Garoppolo has. Yeah. I, I like that. Poor man's Jimmy Garoppolo is Taylor Heineke. Not as handsome. Right. 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 Yeah. Throw some weird passes. Like he'll throw some bad interceptions. Yep. Like, but he's mm-hmm. just not as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. With better legs. That's about it. So, and, and look ahead at the, the schedule with the 49ers right now. I just don't see a lot that impedes them from keeping that three seed. Um, All the, the whole NFC South is just so bad that I don't think their record would overtake the Niners. Even if, you know, the Niners still won the division that they would be the four seed. So um, I think most of what's going on in the NFC is pretty locked in because after the Seahawks, nobody else is even over 500. And so a lot of these teams are four win teams. So the the 49ers in such a good place right now. We talked about how good the team is. We feel maybe as good or better than 2019 or 2021 when they went to the NFC Championship game uh, one time and then won it the other time and we're in the Super Bowl. Got the Miami Dolphins coming up. Then you're in the NFC with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady coming to town. Then go on the road short week to Seattle, which is really tough. My opinion, the most important game on the schedule left and mm-hmm. the most difficult because it's in Seattle on a short week. You near the away team on Thursday. That's that's usually bad news for most teams. I mean, that's just it's just a, a tough ask. Then you got Washington. Then you got at Las Vegas on January 1st. And then the Arizona Cardinals, who are a mess to, to finish up the season in week 18 uh, for playoff seeding. The NFC teams matter the most and the NFC West teams matter even more than that. Um, the 49ers, basically, if you beat Seattle, it is going to be very difficult to not win the West. You would own the tiebreakers on the entire division. And then the next tiebreakers NFC schedule for for those seedings. So the the Miami game coming up and the Las Vegas game are the two least important for the 49ers to win. We have talked about this, but correct me if I'm wrong, Wink, wouldn't you rather beat the Raiders and have that those bragging rights? Like that one feels so like the game coming up is the biggest like barometer game. Like where are the 49ers? Number two offense in the league against the best defense in the league. Are, are the 49ers last time they saw a good defense, they lost. 44 to 23 to the, the Kansas City Chiefs, right? So it's important for that reason. But as far as the, the record goes and bragging rights with your friends and all of those things, the next game against Miami is the least important. Do you agree, Wink? Yeah, but it's probably going to be the toughest. I mean, their, their toughest opponent, I think, is going to be this weekend against Miami. But like you said, man, there's something about beating the Raiders as a 49er fan. I know they're not in California anymore. They're not in Oakland. They're not even in Los Angeles. But you still have all your buddies. You know, Around here, you're either a Niner fan or Raider fan. So, you know, you, you got to be able to, to put that, but don't, you can't look past them either. I mean, this is a good football no. team. Yeah. They haven't won a lot of games, but the games they've lost, they've lost really close. They've given up some 17 point leads. Like we saw how they just won over the weekend with Josh Jacobs, just going crazy. I mean, that that's a game you can't look past for sure. I know the 49ers won't look past any of these games, you know, they they'll have them locked in. They'll have them ready to go. But I mean, on, honestly, the, the biggest game you said it is, is going to be Seattle. Second biggest is probably going to be that Arizona game at the end of the year because it is a division opponent. And it's a game you're probably going to have to win to, to seal up the, the NFC West there at the end. Hopefully not. Hopefully they've done it before that, but they, you know, if they don't, obviously that's the biggest. You might want to lose to the Commanders just to make sure the Seahawks don't make the playoffs so you can play <laughs> the Commanders go. in the playoffs. Boom. <laughs> and, and, Croc, I want to ask you this, uh, because we talked about how the 49ers, you know, they've beaten up on some bad opponents with their with their defenses recently. But the same has kind of been the case with this offense for the Dolphins. They started the season out hot, and then, you know, the Tua injury stuff was weird. And then the last four or five games, they've – put up 30 points on the Lions, put up 35 points on the Bears, put up 39 points on the Browns, put up 30 points on the Texans. Like, 
the Bears, Lions, and Texans might be the three worst teams in the league, right? And, and the Browns aren't playing great ball either. So is this a situation where maybe the 49ers defense has looked so amazing the last few weeks since the Kansas City game because of subpar opponents, but so has the Miami Dolphins offense? There's definitely a case of that because watching them early on, it I think they had a lot more weird moments as opposed to just this offense that looks unstoppable. Now, uh, throughout this time, though, guys have gotten off. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they've gotten theirs. I do think uh, one thing that has helped them, maybe it's because of the opponents, but they are running the ball a lot better now, especially after Jeff the Wilson, Wilson trade, yeah. as opposed to earlier in the season where they really didn't have much of a run game. So I don't know if that's been the difference uh, with this office, offensive explosion, or is it more so of the you know quality of opponents? Yeah, I think what you're saying, too, is early on they were trying to chase Edmonds, right? They were like, this is going to be the guy, Chase Edmonds, and Mohi Mostert will be the, you know, our number two running back. And they just were like, this isn't working. We got to go full of Mostert. And then they know they can't just, you know, give Mostert every carry. So that Jeff Wilson trade for them, I think, was one of their biggest moves, you know, that they made, obviously, here during the season. That's, that's huge for them. He's been fantastic for the Dolphins. Also banged up. Also banged yeah. up last week. Raheem Mostert's been banged up. I think he wasn't. Yeah. Even, uh, I think he, he was out. He didn't play. Last. Yeah, yeah he didn't play. So. Yeah. X 49ers running Winnable backs. football game. Hurt. Go figure. Uh, no, but yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and uh, that's why I don't want to put too much on this game as like, oh, the 49ers lose this game to the Dolphins. Are they terrible? Like, are they not as good as we thought they were? We just talked about how they're as good as 2018 or better. Better than 2021. 20, but if they lose the Dolphins, it's like, okay, you're losing to the good teams now. You lost to some bad teams early in the season. Maybe is this team not as good? So it is a bit of a barometer game, but um I I I, I really feel out. good about this game. I just yeah, don't freak out, I would say. And it, it should be a lot of fun. I like the trash talk between the two teams, but man, it, it is different when you're playing against a quarterback who is the most accurate quarterback in the league, uh, according to Tyreek Hill. Throwing to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall. That's different. Players haven't seen that and, all year. Mike McDaniel too. Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Mike McDaniel. I mean, he said the right. same thing too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike. The Mike McDaniel factor. That's the other thing too. So like, fans will freak out if the Niners lose this game. Bunch of ex, bunch of cast off 49ers, ex 49ers mm-hmm. coaches. Mike McDaniel was really the brains in the operation. Kyle Shanahan wasn't right. If 49ers don't win this game, can't can't actually oh, play yeah. against good offenses. You know, so. um We'll, we'll see how it tough. plays out, but there all the uh, like the, the articles can kind of be pre written, you know what I mean? For this game, I feel like. Whereas the, the yeah, real you have your win meat, and your loss, yeah, yeah, the, the real meat, yeah, it's like best defense ever, or mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you know, Michael Daniel was really the, the true brains of the operation. 49ers uh, aren't gonna win, can't win a Super Bowl this year, they're not, they're, they can't beat good teams in the playoffs or whatever. Um, but I think the real meat of the season, the real important part of the season is coming up after the Dolphins, in my opinion. Yep. It's going to be fun, though. I can't wait for this week. It's going to be a great game. This is a popcorn game for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wink's uh, wish watch, four punts, two touchbacks, keeping up with his 50% mm-hmm. touchbacks. Yeah, only 18 return yards. Not not his best game, but. And the one funky one again. that only went to like the 50-yard line. Yeah, wasn't great. But that was when he was in the end zone. That was a tough one. He yeah. didn't have the full yardage that's, to, that's to kick. That's true, yeah. That's true. Now, you know I'm going to defend him, right? You come out wishing I was. Well, of course. I'm just saying. Yeah, it looked, it looked funny. It came off weird. <laughs> it, did, uh, it did. Hey, Croc, you, the 49ers have crazy injuries. Like maybe there's uh, some kind of 
uh, COVID hits the 49ers DB room, they call you up, sign you off the street. You got to cover Tyree kill. What do you do? What, what kind of take? Like, I have a safety over top. <laughs> Safeties are out. with them at the line. Uh, you no. give him space or you try to not let him off? The, the more you try to get hands on at the line of scrimmage, the more you're liable to get whooped off the ball. And then you're just chasing. Okay. So you just yeah. kind of want to be a little bit more comfortable. If you can get hands on, great. Try to funnel him inside to where you possibly have some help and trail under a little bit and have a safety over the top. Like, that's, that's the way I would go about it. Uh, who was the the defensive coordinator for the Browns? Greg was Greg Williams. That was, that oh, the bounty <laughs> like forty five yards off the line. That's Croc. He's not even in the screen in the broadcast. <laughs> I think if you that's get crazy. called up like that, Croc, like that, you got to call Dante Whitner too. See if he'll be back there. It'd be that safety protecting you. Yeah, yeah. You hit somebody one good time. You know, you never. Yeah, know. that's right. Croc and Hittner back there. I do miss seeing Dante. I, I miss. I, I do miss a little bit of the element of the enforcers in football yeah. a little bit. Not a lot. I'm tired of all the, I don't like, I don't like, the, I, I don't like the cheap shots. Cause there was some bad stuff. Like the bon, the Vontez yeah. perfect stuff. Like you can miss me with that. That's not cool. It's not interesting, but having someone back there, like Whitner, Ronnie lot, you know, it was like, you, you, I don't want to go over the middle right now. Like uh, Sean Goldson, like there was, yeah, the, Goldson. the Niners have had a few Willis. Yeah. I feel like it's at your own risk. You you want to live yeah. life dangerously? Then have at it. I like it. That's on you. This is football. Right. right. If you want to live so, life dangerously and not subscribe to Locked On 49ers, you can do that. But I don't think it's smart. Good luck. You got to smash that subscribe button on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, tell a friend about Locked On 49ers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you're checking out everything else the network has to offer. Locked On Sports today, covering everything going on in the league every day or everything going on in the entire sports world every day. We've got the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Me and former NFL scout Matt Williamson covering the entire league daily on the network. Croc doing Locked On NFL draft daily. Wink, thanks so much for jumping on another Winky Wednesday. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers. See you.